Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... I'm John. Hey, John, it's a bros night. Yo, How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I, obvi- I obviously wish Paul was here to bro out with us. But <laughs> look, my God. this is second only to Entourage for how bro this episode is. And I am lots, on board. Lots of bros broing out. Just call me Turtle because I'm annoying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So this episode is appropriately named The Damage One Man Can Do. It is episode eight of season three. Woo! Are you ready to dive on in? Oh my God, I am ready to blow out. Well, too bad. Oh. Because I have a, a, a thing first. Oh, you do? Yes. So, uh, y- as you know, I hope. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we are moving house soon. <gasps> oh, yeah, so we I've are. So I've been getting everything ready. Yes. And I found a thing from, I think, the last time I went to Comic-Con. Oh, really? The San Diego Comic-Con. Where, yeah, I got a souvenir. Uh huh. And it is a laminate. <gasps> oh my God, guys, I'm gonna take a picture of it and, and put it on the social so you can see it. Oh my God. <laughs> it, is, it is the absolute laminate of Dexter Morgan, blood pattern expert from Miami Metro Police Department forensics. This is in one of the boxes of things that I'm like, I'm going to keep it, but I'm not sure why I bought it because, yeah, the front looks pretty good. I mean, the front is, it's that picture of Dexter on the poster board at the end of season one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's that weird photo. Yeah. It's like kind of a sinister yeah. And then the back is just Dexter. Like, it's just a Dexter show. But it's the yeah. tiniest little picture, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll put it on the Instagram. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. I totally forgot you got that. I did, too. I spent money on this photoshopped laminate. But there you go. That is amazing. Oh my God, guys, that makes me so happy. Now let's get ready to bro it out. Let's fucking bro out. So we start off at Dexter's apartment where, my goodness, the motif of this episode is butterfly effects. Oh, and it is everywhere. I hope you like the idea of uh, contemplating choices or flapping of butterfly wings. Ooh. Um, yeah. But look, Miguel and Dex are having beer and eating pizza, and it looked so festive that I paused the episode, and then we, 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 we drank some beer. It looked like a fantastic time. It looked like a lot of fun, and guess what? It was. So yeah. Miguel asks what channel ESPN is on, and yeah. Dexter doesn't know. It's, it's, a, it's a high number. And when uh, Miguel finds it, he, oh, come on, man, there's no way that wasn't a foul. And Dexter... That was definitely wrong, what that guy did. He's more of a National Geographic guy. (laughs) Which, of course, Dexter is. Yeah. And Miguel runs to Dexter's laptop to show him something. Uh, I remember you shouted out his keypad. Did you write it down? Yes, I did. His username is Dexter underscore 39476. Pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, Miguel is like, oh, yeah, you have trust issues. My bad. And kind of leans back and lets Dexter do it. And he shows, he, he police Googles uh, a quarterback. Um, oh. Yeah, his name is Billy Fleeter. He used to be a quarterback. He has lots of debt. And he works for a bookie by being a strong guy. We, I have questions about that relationship, but we'll get into it uh, in a little bit. Okay. Dexter's like, all right, Miguel wants me to kill him. And Miguel's like, I don't want you to kill him. I want to do it. 
Ooh, Miguel's ready to get his hands dirty. And Miguel's like, well, just just, just think about it, you know? And Oof. Ghost Harry is in the same room, like, across from them, yeah. just, like, shaking his head vigorously, like, dude, fucking stop. What the fuck are you doing? Michael Scott level of covering his face and being like, I'll kill you. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Don't yeah. do this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you do it. Back at Rita's house, these kids are weird. I love them, and I love, I've loved them since... Uh, season one for half of them and they're great but guess what they don't they're not used to waffles no they're not and it's weird because waffles are uh comparable to pancakes i understand the this it's it's a tough debate it is and look the the real answer is they're both good okay well you're boring (laughs) waffles for life no waffles are definitely the the first choice Rita thinks waffles are weird, so she says that. So that undermines your whole argument because Rita is upset, and when Rita's upset, whole boy, the whole house comes to a stop. She's upset about messes. She's upset about no English muffins. She's upset because Cody needs a haircut. She's upset because Dex can't pick the fucking DJ because all she hears in his car is marching music. It helps him think. Rita's having a, a tough time. Oh, the hormones got Rita. They well, got her good. Speaking of getting good, Ooh. Deb got Anton good because she Ooh. is stepping out of the shower. Ooh. And things are going pretty, 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 pretty good between the two of them. Ooh, but yeah. Deb finds weed in the cereal and she's like, I'm bailing. Yeah, it was it was kind of a cold goodbye after finding weed. Well, look, I have questions about why you would keep your weed in your cereal. I understand for, for I understand the reasons. I think there are better places. Maybe your air conditioning vent could be a really good place to leave your stash. It would just make the whole place smell like weed. I didn't say I was trying to hide the weed. I'm saying this is the best pot this is the best spot to put your weed. You know what? That's fair. Thank you. I'm a very specific type of interior decorator. Don't put your weed there. Don't you want to smell your weed all day long? Back at the precinct, there are tree trimmers all over the precinct. Oh, there sure they are. Just, they just scatter-shotted tree trimmers all over the place. And also, Dex is figuring out if he should help Miguel with Billy Fleeter. Back at Deb's desk, uh, Georgie shows up. Remember Georgie boy? Yeah, Georgie King. Yeah. He, uh, he shows up, and he's, like, super fucking helpful. He is the most polite man. And he's like, oh, I'll be right back. Um, I'll get my stuff, uh, BRB. Yeah. So and Angel and Barbara mm-hmm. are kissing like teenagers oh. when they get off of the elevator. So cute. And that big smile and his cute little trot as Batista gets out of the elevator. He's, He's like, adorable. yeah. He, he, he reminds me of Happy Hogan when he dates Aunt May <laughs> in that Spider-Man movie. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Well, <laughs> Quinn psychs Angel out, being like, okay, well, now that you're serious, she's going to be, like, taking notes and watching your behavior and everything. You know that, right? Yeah. Just fun. And La Guerta, <clears throat> she pops on over and invites Angel to her police charity ball. And Angel's like, hey, so there's, like, this situation. And if I were to, like, start another situation, then there'd be, like, two situations and I don't think the person in the first situation would be all that happy that there's another situation. And LaGuerta's like, it's like that? And he's like, it's like that. 
So. <laughs> but but she does like congratulate. I was like, oh, that's that's nice. Well, I have to go find someone else who will go with me to the fucking police charity ball. Well, I also love that. Yeah, like Laguerta was shocked because all she knows is this thirty-eight male. He's been divorced and stabbed, <laughs> accused of rape. Like, of course, Batista is like the perfect guy to be like your safety net. Right. Um, just like, yeah. he's probably available. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, Good for him. So we get to a casino where Miguel and Dexter are spying on Billy Fleeter. And yeah, tonight, just growing out. Tonight is just about bro watching. We're going to watch like bros and we're going to watch bros. And uh, yeah, Dex slips the code. He's like, no, 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 we have to watch because bros only watch tonight. Bros do other shit tomorrow, according to the code. Whoa, bro. Tell me your bro code, bro. Well, uh, Miguel Miguel gets him to explain, and I thought this was really great because Dexter doesn't want to give up any information. Yeah. But the way that Miguel is making the leaps in logic, he gets Dexter to admit that Harry had taught him the rules. Yeah, in like in like the most roundabout way where it was. Yeah, you're right. Like it was. Well, my my dad was a cop. Well, yeah, he says my father was a cop. And then Miguel comes in with, oh, so he taught. And and Dexter grabs and he's like, yeah, you taught me to not get caught, which means that that reveals a lot. So, yeah, Miguel is a really good ADA. Also, my last note in the scene is Ghost Harry. He's mad. (laughs) <laughs> he just he has his hands on his hips from across the, the casino, just like, mmm. Yeah, got a little soured look on his face, shaking his head. My son knows me well enough to know that this face means Ghost Harry is not happy. Mm-mm, those are being bad bros. I love how we both just turned him into, like, an elf. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Jiminy Cricket. He's, he's Jiminy Cricket. He has Jiminy yeah. Cricket. Ah, bubba, don't do this. Uh, you gotta ask please when you ask for cookies. <laughs> so back at the precinct, Deb asks Quinn why he brought Anton in, and which is a good thing. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. And Quinn's like, yeah, I think it was weed. I don't know. I'll have to look at the CI files. And Deb's like, oh my God, CI files. That's perfect. So she calls Anton and is like, hey, what's your CI number? And he's like, I don't have a fucking CI number. Quinn pays me in cash. There are no checks. And Deb's like, all right, all right. I may not have my detective shield yet, but something's going on here. Mm, Something's a little fishy here. Outside at the food truck, there's this prisoner debacle for Ellen where her, um, I, I think it's Albert Chung, he keeps getting transferred. So she keeps going to meet him, and then he gets transferred back somewhere. Oh. And she's like, is Miguel fucking with me? Oh, yeah. And... I, yeah, honestly, that feels petty enough. Like, you know, a thousand percent. Miguel would be like, nah, just transfer him back and forth, okay? Like, kind You're of, like, right. I guess, a favor, and the guy's like, yeah, I'll do it for you. Here's a free coffee. Yeah. <laughs> God be with you, Jimmy Smiths. But, yeah, LaGuerta invites Ellen to her charity ball. Oh, and she says yes. She says yes. Deb's, uh, so we get back to Deb's desk going over uh, Georgie Porgy's employees, and he, he brings up, they bring up Suspicious Mario. Because we were like, I, that guy's suspicious. That's right. Well, it turns out he has a temper, and he left Nicaragua because the police are looking for him because he pulled a knife on someone. Ooh. So they go get him. That makes sense. Yep. Go get them. At Dexter's lab, uh, Billy Fleeter has beaten a lot of people for to death. 
like the lot he keeps naming so it's a school teacher it's a little girl it's an old man mm. all the types of people that you could think of he's not a good dude yeah and we're going to circle back to that relationship okay um, but ring 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 hello i heard a love song on the radio and it made me think of you dexter oh it made me angry oh have you gotten the wedding bands yet no i got to go you know you were playing a character right there that is how 90% of our phone calls go. <laughs> We've been married for so long, yet you still ask me every day, did you get the wedding bands yet? Yeah, nine years, man. <sighs> We're getting on to ten. Where is it? I don't know. I I'm gotta like, go. I'm like, ah. I'm like, Dexter. Hi, <laughs> yeah. Look at my life. Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> So Dexter leaves and stops by Deb's desk. Dex asks Deb for wedding ring help. Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm good at weddings and fucking nuclear physics. Like, yeah, fuck. they're, my, they're my secret speciality. <laughs> and Dexter kind of sighs and gets out of there. Quinn confesses to Deb that Anton is not officially a CI. Oh, my God. That is fucked up. It's a little bit. Deb chastises Quinn, and he accuses her of being in love with Anton. And then her reaction kind of gives it away, mm-hmm. and he finds out that she's sleeping with him. Oh, and shit. Deb is going to tell Anton about this. And he's like, you're going to sell a cop over some dope that you're sleeping with? So, you know. And so naturally, Quinn's pissed off. And then uh, Deb is like, yeah, well, guess what? Yuki told me about the cop, and you, you're a fucking idiot because you got that cop killed. And he's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There it is. <laughs> Get it out of here. The most Paul line. You know what the fuck you're you talking talk? about. I don't know the idea how I got in this place. <laughs> there it is. Miguel and Dex are outside Billy Fleeter's house. And as he leaves, they go inside. And Dex gives Miguel gloves, to which I love he responded with, Ah, no one would think twice of a forensics boy having latex gloves. And it does feel like one of those that I couldn't tell if Dex was acting like that or if it's like, fucking yeah. Oh, yeah, right? Because it almost feels like one of those things that Dex is like, yeah, I guess. Like, I never really thought of it like that, but sure, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course he does. (laughs) Dex pretends to be slightly worse at lockpicking. I love that touch. And and Miguel asking, like, do you want me to try? Yeah. Miguel finds the baseball bat, and Dex is like, look at the science, and then he wipes it, and it's blood. Yeah, well, and I love Miguel's, like, actually laying out how long it would take him as an ADA to actually get into the house and do what they just did. He loves it. He's like, it would take me a thousand days to get this, and then 40 days to catalog it. That's right. 90 (laughs) years to get it back from the little science lab. Nothing gets solved, guys. I'd be a thousand years old. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, he's loving it. And it's adorable because they're burrowing out. Billy Fleeter needs to kill again or show that he's going to kill again to Ooh. appease the code. Mm-hmm. And Miguel, like all of us for the past two and a half seasons, you know, I'm going to get you to write down all these codes sometime. Yeah, right? Yeah. Dex and Miguel need hard evidence. And Dex finds some, but then Ghost Harry comes out and is like, uh, maybe don't. Give him that. Don't share the things that you found. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and immediately Dexter just like throws it in Miguel's face. Just like, look what I found. Yeah. And it turns out that he's 30 grand in the hole. And I don't get how 
people are so bad at gambling. Awful. Like, you can't just, it's not, it doesn't work, even if it does get you back out of the hole by betting. Just stop it. Right? And it's a boring, you know what, honestly, I don't even care about the, the whole what woo-woo of it. It's <laughs> fucking, it's a boring storyline. You having a gambling addiction isn't isn't interesting to anybody. It's a very 1970s horse track. Get over it. Stop having gambling problems so that my shows can show normal, real problems. Yeah, right. Yeah. Relate to me. I don't have a gambling problem. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Back at Rita's house, Rita and Syl are doing wedding invites, and Rita vents a little aggressively about Dexter's steak idea. Yeah. It is so good that Rita has Syl. Oh, my goodness. Syl is very patient and just like, hey, how about we switch and you stop uh, scribbling all over the envelopes? And back at Anton's house, Deb has the big news. She's like, you're free. And Anton made a Lincoln joke. I When, when she said it, I immediately went to Aladdin <laughs> because of how dramatic she was. She's like, well, you're, you're free. It's like, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was a little dramatic. <laughs> Just tell him it's over. But Deb does tell Anton it was a clerical error. And my question is, was all of this, everything that he's done? Yeah. From beginning, getting getting to Javier, um, through now Wendell, all this shit, right? Yeah. Meeting under bridges and at hotel, motels and all yeah. this shit. Was this really all because of a weed bust? I guess so. Because that is not proportionate. No. Holy he shit. really put his neck on the line so many times for weed. It's, it's weed, guys. Whatever. They should celebrate with breakfast. Back at the, the Dexter and Miguel are broing out and having a serial killer shopping trip. Dex puts a life jacket in his cart to look less suspicious. Yes. Which is a nice move. And he asks Miguel, so if you were going to do it, how would you do it? Miguel says, I want to take a look at a gun, a small caliber gun. I'm going to pop, pop, pop in his face and just walk away. Just like, cool, like walk away. Yeah, and Dexter like is practically laughing at that. There's a thousand reasons why that's awful. But uh, Dex grabs a knife and then Miguel like, ooh, I get what we're doing, runs over and grabs some rope. And Dex is like, no, you're a piece of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. And Miguel's like, fine. I know, it was kind of cute. Like him just like, ooh, ooh, we could tie him up. Yeah. No. Okay, no. I'll get you a starter kit. A starter kill kit. I've already got one for Dexter Jr. I'll grab one for you too. Just no. Nobody. And pretty crazily, Dexter takes Miguel to the kill room, which is an old casino storage room, and they set up the kill room together. He teaches him how he's supposed to do it, get in and all there. And I love when it's all set up and they're ready to go. Yeah. Dexter asks him, have you ever dropped a milk container and just watched it spread? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, there's so much milk in that, and there's so much blood in the human, and people are full of blood. And if you poke a person, they're going to leak all over, and it'll be like milk. It'll be like human milk. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And Miguel, well, Miguel's response is, well, you know, court is messy. Ooh! This is awesome. Ooh! He is ready. Ellen and LaGuerta are lamenting the night they had at the policeman's charity ball. Which, again, every time I say it, it doesn't sound any less like it should have been crashed by Mr. Freeze. (laughs) A police charity ball. Those exist, and they're not just lures for Gotham villains. Yeah, it's like... 
ridiculous. Freeze. Yeah, they're lamenting the night they had at the police ball, and uh, the no-host bar is particularly what got under Ellen's skin. Yes. And so she flirts with this bartender. She wants to give him a big old foot massage. And LaGuerta's like, you know, this is the only social event I've been to in six months. Mm-mm-mm. You don't count that as a social event. No, no, no. No, 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 no. And Ellen talks about how she's been divorced twice, so now she eats chocolate and flirts with young men. Then she chastises LaGuerta for not getting out there more. Go be, yeah. go be a person. Go have some fun. She definitely needs to have some fucking fun. She hasn't had fun since before the show started. That's fair. <laughs> She's been busy. Something like that. At another bar with Miguel and Dex, Dex told Miguel to meet him and be inconspicuous, <laughs> and he shows up looking like the Unabomber. Oh my god! Sunglasses watch. Worst sunglasses. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Oh my god, I hate it so much. I think he looks good. Oh my god. He looks ready for anything and also <laughs> inconspicuous. Do you know what it might be? What? It's the Marvel costume disguise. Yeah. You put on the baseball cap and the and uh, yeah, and the sun, the glasses. I don't see him anymore. Oh my god. It, it's a oh good disguise. Oh my goodness. It it's a disguise. Uh, Dex probes, as he does, and it turns out, luckily, Fleeter is a dick. So, hurrah. And well, look it, at that. He's very unhappy with what's going on, and when he leaves, Dexter apologizes because the game didn't go well. And he's like, not half as sorry as someone else is gonna be. And so, this is where I want to bring it up. Okay. What is this relationship? Because it, what it feels like is that this guy makes bets. Yeah. And then, if he wins, he gets money. And if he loses, his friend is like, look, just go beat up this family. Like, that's not a real consequence. To You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is, it, is it like how many thousands of dollars he's in debt or how many people? Like, are people worth so much money and he has to do so many people? Or is it like, yeah, you got like $100,000 in debt, uh, 60000 whatever. Knock out these people, we'll call it even, and then he can go back and just start betting again. Yeah, that that's what it sounds like it that's, is. That's not that's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy relationship. I agree with you. Yeah. You bet basketball and then lose and beat people up? Stop betting basketball. Bad system, guys. Yeah. Anyway, someone recognizes Miguel, so Dex <gasps> calls it off and they they not for good yet, but he calls it off for that night. Yeah. Anyway, Deb is waiting for Anton and leaves him a voicemail back at Dexter's apartment. Turns out a man got bludgeoned that night. <gasps> and we know what happened and oh, we know why. No. Because Dexter's talking about the butterfly effect. Yep. Yeah. God damn it. You should have gotten rid of that guy right then and there. Deb calls to invite Dex to breakfast because Anton is a no-show. So Deb comes with Dex to the jewelry store. Yay! He's finally going to get those wedding bands. And at the jewelry store, Deb chastises Dex for not getting Rita an engagement ring. And then Deb is like, so hypothetically, if Anton was ghosting me, would that make sense to you? And Dex is like, absolutely it would be, hypothetically. Yeah. And, and she just she's like, tells fuck you. Yeah. But what I loved here was that when they're talking about the sex and like when then we had like sex and he's like oh hypothetical sex and she's like no really real sex of course it was really real sex you went from old man lundy to fucking rocker weed musician anton it was it was like a, it was life changing 
Although, apparently, Lundy was also life-changing. You remember the mad you humping can't... skills. Yeah, everything's life-changing when you've had sex with, a, like, a few people. Remember, she hasn't had a lot of lovemaking, so she's new to this. What That's I'm saying fair. is, this blew her mind, like, when Captain America went to space. And oh, it's my just God. Like, Whoa. Okay, you know why? Because you're <gasps> fucking old man Logue. An old man Lundy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Lundy. I'm not saying I it's bad. Him. I'm just saying that, of course, your sex life is going to improve if your last boyfriend was 70 and this other <laughs> guy has muscles. Anyway. Also, when you look like David Ramsey, then, um, yeah, yeah, there, there's an upgrade. Old, I, I get it. Old ass Lundy versus sexy ass Anton. Like, yeah, I love, they both have ass. qualities, but come on. Get it out of here. Get out of here. Deb leaves another voicemail for Anton, and then Quinn picks her up, and they're going to go pick up suspicious Mario. And Quinn is like, all right, you want to talk about the thing? We can talk about the thing. Yuki was my partner in narcotics. And there was another guy named Stuart who made a bad call. He paralyzed a drug dealer, then he killed himself, and it was all because Stuart was into crystal meth and Quinn shouldn't have brought him. It's a Well, l- and Quinn knew about yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the it, drug addiction. Yeah, but who gives a shit? It's a weird call. He made yeah. a bad call, but it doesn't feel like it was like he was stealing money or whatever. It was like, no, he, he trusted an officer to keep his cool. Yeah. The officer didn't. It's a bad call, but it's like, it's a good guy. It's yeah, no, like it's it's a very frustrating situation, and Yuki completely blamed Quinn. Yeah, it wasn't as interesting as I wanted it to be. It was oh, like, yeah, oh gotcha. yeah, you blame him for that thing, but God, I wish it was something cooler. It's fine. Quinn's a cool dude. They approach Mario, and he bolts. Yahoo! Very good. <laughs> and then Quinn, uh, Quinn's stunt double, tackles <laughs> Mario because, yeah, we literally went back because John was like. That is not Quinn. Look at that face. That is not it. I remember we watched in Arrow in season, halfway through season three, which is around where we had uh, gotten off of the show. Yeah. There was the sword fight between Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen and Rachel Ghoul, and it was really good. Oh, it was a fantastic scene. Like the last good major thing in that show, consistency wise. And. Then we watched it years later on uh, one of our bigger TVs, and I'm like, that's not him any of the time. Oh, my God. Like, it's it's just really weird Can't watch filming. It nope. Yeah. <laughs> and just, that's a, that's, he looks like the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Not uh, Stephen Amell or Rachel Ghoul. It's crazy. Yeah. But it was fun. Anyway, stunt doubles are fun. Yeah, especially when you see their non-actor face. Well, and especially when it's something as simple as a tackle. Yeah, right? Come on, Joey. <laughs> so uh, they bring Mario into the precinct, and Batista tells them to do their job and, you know, just do this and process them and do all this stuff. That's right. But then he gets more work, and he cancels his date with Barbara. Oh, no. So Comes he, the dreaded phone call. We've all been there. I haven't, because I relish canceling on you. But <laughs> he's like, this is Sergeant Angel Batista. Angel to you. How are you? Good, I hope. And he does the whole thing, and it's adorable. And I love the, like, I hope you will let me make it up to you in whatever possible way you want things made up to you in. He's adorable. It's so cute. We'll see if if Barbara responds. (laughs) Dex and Miguel meet up on a bridge, and Dex calls it off because one person recognized Miguel, and Miguel is furious. What are you oh. talking about one person? I recognize all the time. And Dexter's like, that's the point. Yeah. You, you fuck. 
people can't know that you were in the same location that he was last but like the, the the guy that you're gonna kill, the last place that that guy was gonna be at, you can't be there too. Well, Miguel does some great misdirection as he's like, "Well, how long have you been doing this, Dexter?" Like I wasn't gonna ask, but and then you get that that part for the trailer that's like, "How many decks?" Oh God! And then it's for the trailer, and then immediately like, "I don't want to talk about this." Look, um, the point is, uh, Dex doesn't think Miguel is ready, and Miguel thinks the code is bullshit. Yeah. And Dex is like, the code isn't bullshit. It helps keep the darkness uh Oh no, he mentioned darkness. And Miguel's like, dude. Um I know darkness. Yeah, th- I could tell you another story about how awful my father was, but there was this one time that he came at us and I kicked him down I kicked his ass down the stairs hard. And I felt powerful and in control and like I get the darkness in you. I see it and I'm like, dude, me too. We're two darkness bros. They're just dark bros. We're just darkness bros. Dark bros doing the darkness code. Yeah, so Dexter has some stuff to think about. Back in the interrogation room with Quinn, Deb, and Mario, Mm -hmm. um, it turns out that a cab driver touched Mario's sister, which is why he pulled the knife, and he doesn't want to go. He's like, fuck you, I have a wife and a kid. Like, what's going to happen if my kid, like, if I get deported? This is bullshit. Yeah, we can tell with what Deb is saying that they've been at this for a while. Yeah. And then they bring up uh, George Georgie Boy from earlier, and he, like, <gasps> immediately is like, whoa, send me back to Nicaragua. And they're like, what about your wife and kids? And I was like, fuck them. Yeah. Like, Just send me back to Nicaragua. What fabulous acting this guy does here. Yeah. Like, he immediately melts and starts begging Deb it. and Quinn to just, like, no, just send me back. Don't. I, I will fully cooperate. No, just just send me back. It's fine. It's fine. Quinn and Deb go outside, and he's like, King jobbed us. And I, I looked on the subtitles. It's jobbed as a thing, so I'm going to start using that. He jobbed us. <gasps> Don't you jobby job me. Jobbed. Don't you no. job me with your little job hat. Okay. <laughs> back at the precinct, Angel calls himself to make sure his phone is working, which, do you remember? This is, the I think, the last thing I can watch from that era and be like, oh, yeah. You know, I think okay. maybe he's, you know, he's just not that into you does it as well. And that's a few <gasps> years after this. Yeah, yeah. And where it's that like, oh, I have to check my landline. And now we're like, what the fuck is a landline? Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, my goodness. But yes, he checks to make sure his phone's working. And it is. So and that it, means Barbara has not called back. Yeah. Angel and Deb bond over how hard dating is. And I feel for them. Oh, because man. it's so unsure and all this other crap that I it's been a long time. I don't I don't empathize. Oh, yeah. Right. Me, too. Uh, well, and, that sounds hard. And they also have a very demanding job. Like, yeah. I can't imagine. But guess what? What? Barbara understands that <laughs> she works at that same building. So she comes in with food and kisses him. And she loved the voicemail. And it's adorable. And they oh eat Chinese. God. And it's adorable. And it's I love them. so cute. I could be a cop's wife. <laughs> I would I could you, I could do be, it. You would be a very good cop's wife. Thank you. You didn't have to say that, so thank you. <laughs> uh, and back at Anton's work, Deb is checking. She's like, "Where the fuck have you been? Yeah. You've, you've been ghosting me cuz I I set you free and now you won't talk to me. So I'm going to uh, talk to you at work." Turns out Anton didn't go to work. He never <gasps> showed up. So blah blah blah. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's that's worse. That's bad. Well, Billy Fleeter shows up at his home, and Miguel and Dexter are just inside. 
And Miguel, this whole time, just takes the lead. And I love it. He's like, oh, hello, or whatever the fuck he does. And yeah. Billy, ah! Gets, what up, bro? He gets up, he gets up 99. He's like, what the bro? And then he <laughs> goes in. Bro. Back at the kill room with Miguel. Miguel is thanking Dex before they wake Billy up, being like, thank you for this. This is, like, a big deal. And, like, I feel amazing. And, like, you're awesome. And thank you so much. So... They wake him up, and Miguel starts narrating and just, like, being a dick. Like, yeah, look at him. Look at him trying to figure it out. Look yeah. This shit. He's trying to figure it out. He can't. Look at him. Hey, hey, hey. He still can't figure it out. <laughs> look at this dumb bro. He doesn't know he got jobbed. <laughs> yeah, he got jo- You got jobbed. Uh, he's like, those. you destroyed so many lives. And Billy Fleet is like, who are you? And he looks up, and he just... We're justice. Woo! Very good. And I'm a little surprised by this, given Miguel's normal shit, but he tapes Billy's mouth shut, which for a moment there, I was like, oh, why would he do that? Wouldn't you want to relish this and just like, fuck you. I got you. Just rub it in his face. But then I realized maybe as an ADA, what you'd want more than to just like yell at somebody is to gag them. Yeah. Because... Yeah, because they're going to be talking and spilling all their shit. So I'm I, I'm sure that as an ADA, he's like, I want to just fucking get these people. Shut your lies. Right. So he, he wants the physicality of it. it. He's yeah. done talking. Dexter passes Miguel the knife using this spinny table, which I is fun. I love it so much. And Miguel just fucking plunges that knife inside. <gasps> he does it, and then he leans into it yeah. and just like, oh, my God, speaking of relishing, yeah. just like. That's where he does his relishing. He's, ooh. Like, there is so much of this scene that honestly reminds me of, like, the a, a kind of sacred ceremonial yeah. vibe to it, you oh, know? Yeah. Yeah, where they're sure. both almost reverent, and they're both just, like, very intensely in the moment. And it really, I, I get a lot of a vibe that it's both of their dark passengers oh, yeah. that are taking hold here. And there, there is no more Dexter or Miguel in this scene. It's both of their dark passengers actually meeting and growing out for the first time, and it's it's really intense. I was I was about to say eloquently put, and then they were just fucking growing out and like fucking smooshing <laughs> shit together. Um, just a little bit of elegance and a little bit of bro. That's, that's me. That's season three. <laughs> yeah, and Miguel's like that was fantastic. Oh. I'm going to Disneyland. He just yeah. he tried out a few different ones. Like, ooh, wow, wee woo. Tell Carlos I said howdy. He just tried a few different cats. Fantastic is what he landed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty good. And, <laughs> yeah, Miguel is, like, full on, like, crying. And yeah. Dex handles, is like, I'm still going to handle the cleanup. I'm not going to tell Miguel about the boat shit or whatever. We're not, we're not fully there yet. Right. And he's like, go home to Sil, yo, bro. I got this. Yeah. And Miguel, like, goes to take a trophy. Ooh, he goes to take that ring very, off of uh, the, the dude's finger. Very Voldemort style. And uh, Dexter's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you cuts back to Miguel. And yeah, he's like, still has like tears on his face. And he's like, so into this, uh, which is cool. But Dexter tells him no. So he's like, all right, all right, part of your code. I'll I'll take it. I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah, and then he practically floats out of the room like he's just a he's very ghostly now, like a dementor. Ooh, there it is. So many Potter references. 
Sanguini. Okay. <laughs> he, he was a vampire in, in book six. Thank you. Anyway, Harry, obscure Harry Potter references aside, <laughs> Deb puts her Harry Potter book down and rushes over to Anton's place where his door is unlocked. There's no sign of him. His, well, and the amp is still on? I was about to, yeah, his amp is still on. That's a nice touch. But, oh my God, it's <laughs> trim trees. And here's, I would say, the singular moment in season three that does not work for me. Oh. it. I know it's not supposed to be a calling card, but it feels like the tree trimmer goes and kills people, then trim trees. Like the wet bandits in Home Alone. Yeah. They're like, well, turn on all the sinks. It's our calling card. Like, it feels like a, oh, my God, trim trees. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's kind of dumb. It, um, I agree with I, you. And I also agree with you because there are two trees. Yeah. One of those trees is trimmed. It's the one close to Anton's. Yeah. yeah. But then the other one is not trimmed. Yeah. It, yeah it, it, it's it, a little dumb. I think that you could have just framed this a little bit differently. I agree. I think I would have seen the, the trim trees at the beginning. As she's okay. like, oh, my God, and then rushes in. is like, oh, no, and then sees that everything's there and kind of end in the apartment. Because when you end on the wide shot of the trees, you're like, this is this is silly. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I'm the, like, it Damn, feels there, like a, there it is, yeah. It, it feels like a robot chicken Batman villain of like, I'm the tree trimmer, Batman. And he's like, please stop. He's like, no, I'll trim your trees. I hope... So we we've we've been catching up with Rick and Morty, okay? Yeah. In the, in uh, one of the more recent episodes, it's Nimbus. Oh yes. just like he controls the police. He, yeah. This guy just trims the trees. He's the tree trimmer, Morty. He trims trees. <laughs> it would be good. There it is. <laughs> yeah, Lanton is gone. He might have been taken by the Skinner. We're not sure yet. So. No. Ah! Dex is cleaning up the kill room, and he's talking to Ghost Harry. Yeah. And he's like, you were so wrong, which we missed that part. Do you want to talk about it real quick with the preach, my son? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the the line that he said, go now far and wide and teach my code, my son. Like It's a nice, it's a good one. No, he didn't. And also, I, <laughs> I did write a couple of other, like, biblical phrases. It was just like a, and lo, the bros doth shop for tools. Very good, very good. <laughs> And uh, behold, the bros cometh together and release their dark passengers. <laughs> well, that just sounds like two people dropping two separate people off at the train station. <laughs> that, that, that's just like, goodbye, Terry. But I like it. I like Thank where your head's you. at. Thank you. And Harry is just so concerned about Dexter and, and that responsibility that Dexter should be feeling of teaching Miguel the code. And it's... I don't think Dexter fully realizes that responsibility yet. I completely agree. And yeah, Dex is like, you were so wrong, Harry. And Harry's like, nah, I wasn't, you little bitch. You didn't listen to all of my ghost wisdom. And because it's a heavy burden teaching people this. And I, when I had a body, was... Now, okay, two things. One, I'm fully going over that uh, Harry is a ghost. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Uh, he's his conscience bullshit. I think he's an actual ghost, mm. and that's he's really there, but only Dexter can see him. Two, I like this it. is another reason why in season one I thought it might be like Venom symbiote that got into Dexter really young, like some sort of alien thing. Oh sure, because I knew his dad died, but then I worked at Shopco and I saw 
on the DVD covers that Harry was still around in like <laughs> later seasons. So I was like, ah, he didn't really die. He covered something up. Oh! Turns out it wasn't, but it was a ghost. So we got a little bit of X-Files. Anyway, it's... Ghost Harry's like, dude, when I had a body, I couldn't handle this shit. What makes you think you can do this? Right? Okay. Carry that responsibility. And lo, my son, now the responsibility is on thou list shoulders. And nigh, we meet with Rita of Rita House. And behold, <laughs> as Rita answers the door in a less than happy demeanor. And behold, as Dex <laughs> pulls out the engagement ring. Okay, I'm done. But And thouest was at peace. Thouest did take one ring out of the engagement box. <laughs> not two. Not three. Four is right out. <laughs> one ring, one engagement ring is all he proposed with. And it's beautiful. And it was great. And Rita apologized for being a lot. And Dexter apologized for not being like Jennifer Lopez in the wedding planner <laughs> and helped plan a wedding. <laughs> but then he now to his credit, he does ask multiple times like, well, I can help. Tell me how to help. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also the Rita type of person where like I, I, I require help. But I'm like, I, I need to do it myself. Yeah. So I get where she's coming <laughs> from. True. However, one place I didn't, I wasn't sure where she was coming from was she's like venting about complaining so much. And she's like, it's like I have this monster living inside of me and I can't control it. And I'm like, that's a very odd thing to say, even though it's hormones. I get that. Sure. But it's an odd phrase to use when there is literally a human life inside you. Yep. And I couldn't tell if that was them if that was supposed to be a joke about how the baby is supposed to be a murderer, maybe, but it was just it kind of weird. But good, you, you they they feel better and they're engaged. Yeah, officially, like official, official. It's yeah. very good. Tex Dex talks a lot more about the butterfly effect as Miguel stops by Ellen Wolf's house and seemingly lets himself in. Oh, so this shit. proves my theory, I that I've had since the beginning that mm-hmm. Ellen Wolf. Uh, and is is the woman that Syl is thinks that Miguel is having an affair with? Oh, okay. they... this is it. There's a, there's a third uh, heat to this. There's a third issue here. Right. All, all of that hate. Mm-hmm. It was actually just sexual tension. La pasión, if you will. <laughs> if you will. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So we end with that, which is pretty pretty crazy. Oh shit. Yeah. And low. Oh my God. Look upon <laughs> the the Dexter mess that he has created as the bros are dark. Deb doth wonder where is my Anton? <laughs> Look upon yonder window. And up into the trees. Up into and and lo, Deb did look up. And trees she did find in bountiful harvest. And lo, she did lament Anton's passing, for he too was as gone as the morning's grain. And on that note. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I think that's it. That's our episode. Oh my god. Guys, thank you so much for listening and for your support. We really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to this episode. We're we're the days are, are counting down with our season three rewatch, and that's crazy. It's gonna be good. 
It's going to be good. I, I'm having a lot of fun with season three. There's oh, a so lot left, and I'm excited to, to dive on in. Ooh. Then we got four, five, six, seven, eight, and then I guess we haven't, we don't really talk about it, but we are doing this for season nine. Yes, we are. Um, we're, we're just having so much fun right now that we're like not really focused on the end game here, but yeah. yes, yeah. season we're more, nine. We're focusing on the uh, dark world, if you will, ooh, ooh. rather than the end game. We're, we're, we're focusing on the uh the no, there's no there's not a lot of fun age of ultrons maybe yeah. yes okay sure yeah no, no end game yet <laughs> not yet yeah. but yeah thank you guys oh yes thank you guys so much and if you would like to reach out to us our email address is till death do us watch at gmail.com you can also find us on the socials and that's it. That's all we got so we will see you next time on the flippity flip I'm innocent. That's my new one. <laughs> I think it'll hold up well. Zap, 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 zap. I'm innocent. Zap, 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 zap. That works well. <laughs> <laughs>